Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. the problem. You got all the questions. Sorry, Sorry. listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way. And it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Yeah, so, so listen. Got some flack for that one. <laughs> Absolutely, and I deserved it. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, C, Senor. It's Little Friday. Huh? It's Little Friday. Are you going to party? Do you start your weekend on Thursday? I sure do. Do you want to party? Who's going to party? Uh, dimly lit room, etc., etc. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. America's immigration system. Uh, yeah, Trump's giving a big speech today, right? Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk to some smart people about that, but... Um, the outlines are out. What I'm interested in is is everything he's proposing that I've seen so far has majority approval, according to polling. Doesn't have a chance, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I keep hearing that, too. Votes. I do keep hearing that, too, so that's interesting. <laughs> so he's going to propose a bunch of things that, according to polls, have easily over 50% approval, but it can't happen. Pundits are saying for no political way. reasons. Divided Washington, Mama. Jack, we're a nation of immigrants. Ouch. That hurt. If you've ever used that phrase as an argument <laughs> in Joe Getty's America, you would be jailed. <laughs> I'm working on squaring that with the First Amendment. It's a, uh, I've consulted a number of attorneys. And we got a new presidential candidate that we'll announce here in a couple of bits. So when we uh, when we when we play our opening clip, but uh, yeah, we're now we're up to twenty four, I think. Whatever. And um, oh, great idea from a listener. We'll hit it in mailbag of how to deal with the several dozen Democratic presidential candidates. Okay. Inspired sort of idea you people ought to have. You're supposed to have these ideas. I'm looking at you three for the debate, or just, or how we should handle it. How we should. We handle personally it. should handle yes. it. Okay, gotcha. I hadn't I considered how I need to handle it. How should I handle this? Perhaps situation? you should. I'm mocking it. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've been, Mockery is always appropriate. I've been pretty big on the whole mocking it thing. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, lots of good stuff to get into talking to, uh, talking about today. And then you got this thing with um, a former FBI director and former CIA director kind of getting a little hotter in between the two over no 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 you were pushing the steel dossier yes no 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 wait a second i didn't push the steel dossier it was the cia pushing the steel dossier mm. and that could turn into quite the little deal wait a minute i'm sorry i thought james comey was fighting with rod rosenstein and the two of them were getting heated interesting to see all those people involved in the 
Hillary than the Trump investigations turning on each other and, in public. And the was the CIA behind it or the FBI and who was pushing it? That was Bob Woodward's point of inquiry a couple of weeks ago on Meet the Press of that's what needs to be looked into. Did the CIA push this also? Who who was who was pushing this garbage document as Bob Woodward calls it? High enough up the level that they then could justify going in and telling the president about it, which gave them the excuse for getting it into the media. Right. That was just such a, it was a clever game. Well, it gave the media the excuse to print it, right? Yeah. And and Comey clearly leaked it. Yeah, it was a clever game. Once you tell the president, then it's a news story. Right. The president has been briefed on a dossier. A bunch and of, so you print the then you can print the garbage. A bunch of crap just floating around in the intelligence uh, community. That there there's crap all the time. I'm sure unverified, right? And nobody reports on it well, because it's just crap. Well, essentially, it was just slander, Un, unverified slander. I mean, just you know, one guy's opinion from somewhere. If you were going to slander me, I would thank you to verify your facts. <laughs> but uh, that could turn into quite the story. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. Listen. Evidence is not certainty. If you're a logical woman, a logical man, you get that. But there is evidence that these guys are nervous. They're all turning on each other. As the investigation into how the investigation into the Trump campaign started uh, is barely, barely born. I mean, it's barely begun, and they are publicly pointing fingers at each other. That is says to me they're nervous and in typical fashion as uh, happens with lots of scandals now the playbooks are flipped the republicans and democrats hand each other their scripts from last time around and now democrats are constantly (laughs) saying on cable news there have been enough investigations so we're going to have another investigation we need to legislate (laughs) not investigate right Right. but i'm telling you if somebody if i read in the washington post that they're investigating joe getty's role in the great train robbery I think, go ahead. (laughs) I'm not going to start making angry public statements about other people and how they're bad guys. Because I don't care. I don't have anything to answer for. Anyway. Well, they may. More on that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, who presses buttons, flips, toggles, pulleys. You can't believe how many buttons he has to press. Have you ever added up how many buttons you press per day per four-hour show? No, that would be interesting to do, actually. Not really. You should hire somebody to count Maybe to that. you and Jack, but no, not really. <laughs> he does a lot of pressing buttons. It's many dozens. But, if we, yeah, it is. but oftentimes if we ask for like a, a sound effect or can I turn the TV up, he has to press like 15 buttons to oh, make yeah. that happen. And a little, if you include uh, typewriter keys, keyboard keys. Huh? There you go. Anyway, He's how really, are you this morning? Yeoman Michael? effort. <laughs> I, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. Um, it's like a lumberjack in there. <laughs> I'm trying to give up sweets. I really am trying to yeah, give up you sweets, and me but both. I have a sweet tooth. So I'm thinking that maybe if I gave up everything and kept one or two things, I'm thinking ice cream. Oh, boy. Only ice cream. Okay. You know, maybe, and maybe one, Hershey Kisses or something. <laughs> oh, along wow. Those all all two great things. things for adult men to eat. <laughs> Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> I love Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just like, chocolate. Yeah, it's just chocolate. You gotta move to the dark chocolate, like a real man, Mike. Or at least please. eat it in bar form, not well, in kiss form. I just like them so little. You put them in your mouth <laughs> and you can suck them. Since you're not an eight-year-old girl, and now it's the same product. Persig- I've got it. I'm joining with him. It's a nice portion. It's a nice. <laughs> right. Although, do you eat one kiss or multiple? Multiple. Oh, oh that's a big Yeah. I'll tell you what I ate yesterday, which no adult male should ever eat. 
We're, uh, we get a long doctor's appointment with my son afterwards so that he was going to get some ice cream. And we're there at a place that has cookie dough ice cream. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I ate some of that. That's a good thing for a grown any, man to eat. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh, I don't God. care what anybody thinks. There's cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, and I might keep gummy bears. <laughs> gummy bears. Oh, that's the only I'm on Jack's side now. And gummy bears. Yeah. Gummy bears. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. <laughs> Zero tolerance except for those things. And, and maybe right. a, a pixie stick occasionally. <laughs> I do maybe like sour lick, things. Maybe a lick'em stick. Yeah, the sour thing. Bag of M and M's on the weekend. Uh, seasonal fun dip. Right, exactly. <laughs> Malted milk balls. Now I'm done. I'm done. That's it. You guys aren't helping. <laughs> there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I'm doing very well. Uh, a study out of New York City. Uh, Google's large New York City office building is the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases among the city, et cetera, et cetera. I could tell you that the, the top emitter is Mount Sinai Medical Center. There's also the Time Warner Center, but it's not, this is not about global warming. This is about the fact that Google could face $4.3 million in fines for being such an emitter. And I'm, I'm worried that we're at a point with these gigantic companies where the fines are not deterrents. Oh, absolutely at, at not. All. Unless I, they're unless they're much much bigger. I heard a great uh, metaphor about the we are treating these if there was a parking meter in front of your house that was $100 an hour to use but the fine was 50 cents if you didn't pay it. Right. What would you do? Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly how we're treating all these tech companies with these fines. Right? There was that. Sure. Was yeah. it Facebook even set aside? Oh, yeah, we've budgeted in our quarterly earnings call $5 billion sure. for, for fines that we think the FCC is possibly going to levy at. And us. making your point, that Facebook founder who wrote the op-ed the other day, he said, we make that in a week. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, but that you're absolutely right about that. I always think that with NBA fines too. Oh, that's a fine. He'll get fined eight thousand dollars. That guy makes ninety million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm full. Continuing my and others May Day birthday celebrations, went to a party at a Hofbrau yesterday oh. after work. Had many cuts of pastrami dipped in <laughs> au juice, mashed potatoes and gravy, green beans, baked beans, and cake. It oh, was on the beans. excellent. And, Magical and, and, fruit. Your, and your birthday was quite some many days ago. It was so a week or so ago. Continuing yeah. to your your tour of gluttony, right? Over your week long birthday right. celebration. And hey, if you also are looking for a reason for gluttony, I got a couple of celebrity birthdays for you today. Grammy award winning pop star Janet Jackson, fifty three years old. Only fifty three. Wow. Yep. Yeah. She she was a young young star. She was a yeah. big deal in the eighties. Yeah. Wow. Janet, and she showed her boob. Yes. It became a name that will live in infamy. Janet's net worth two hundred million dollars. So, so uh, you know, we uh, bring up Janet Jackson again later. Okay, I want to talk about that whole okay. thing because it's uh, th- there are aspects of it that will amaze the non-broadcasting professional. All right, all of the changes to the industry because of her bub, just idiotic and amazing. Gotcha. And the other celebrity birthday we're noticing today, TV news personality Tucker Carlson turns 50. Oh, all right. Tucker's net worth, 16 mil. He's making about $6.5 million from Fox every Why year. does everybody my age look younger than me? I say that all the time. 
Um, Why I'm, do the things that happen to stupid people keep <laughs> happening to me? <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, May 16th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's get started officially. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong Oh, dang it. Hands. That's a bad edit. Bucket? What Wallet. It? Ooh, it's a cliffhanger. Bank account? The wrong what? <laughs> the wrong, it's the wrong hand. VW Beetle. It. I messed no? it up. Uh, that's, <laughs> our, that's our newest presidential yeah. candidate, the mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio. My only question would be briefly, is this a for real presidential candidacy, or is this a write a book, get more? He doesn't need more attention. He's the mayor of damn New York. Or I heard it posited it's a get your name out there so the next time you're already known. Okay. Which next is, time, how I old mean, is he? If enough people get that idea, though, we'll soon have 75 candidates. <laughs> yeah. Then a lot of mayors from New York run or think about running, and none of them have ever done that much. When nope. you're mayor of New York, I think you get an overinflated idea of your importance for the rest of the country. Because yeah. you're uh, the focus of the news all the time. If Rudy Giuliani couldn't get anywhere, right. Bill de Blasio, please. Ed Koch. Um, what's <laughs> coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Blas- de Blasio now makes 24 Democrats in the White House running. Trump, 24. Trump unveils a sweeping immigration overhaul, and Game of Thrones fans are angry. They're fired up. They're out for blood. Bam. Awesome. <laughs> coming up. All good stuff in mailbag. Oh, outstanding, my goodness. Wow, that's all. Everything next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Everything. Armstrong and Getty. Watching CNN discuss the unwieldy number that is 24 candidates. Difficult to wield, no doubt. Yeah. More on that later. Mailbag. I really hate to do this, but I've decided that the listener idea that I discussed is so good it needs its own little segment. All right. Stay so tuned. We'll get, to the, we'll get to that in a few minutes, I promise. Should I stay tuned? Uh, it's up to you. Freedom-loving quote of the day from General John Stark. You will recognize the very end of this. But here's the rest of the story. John Stark said this back in the uh, 1770s. There's a hint. I am now the friend of the equal rights of men, of representative democracy, of republicanism and the Declaration of Independence, the great charter of our national rights, and of course the friend of the indissoluble union and the constitution of the states. Uh, I am the enemy, well that had to be the 1780s, I am the enemy of all foreign influence, for all foreign influence is the influence of tyranny. This is the only chosen spot of liberty. This is the only republic on earth. Live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. General John freaking Stark. So he said, I'm in love with the dragon lady. I don't want to be king. All right. Live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils. Hmm. Wow. No wonder y'all got that on your license plates, New Hampshire. Well done. Or is it Vermont? Nobody knows. <laughs> we talked yesterday a great deal about uh, debt. Personal. National. 
Teresa says, if our government has no savings and is incredibly in debt, how does that influence its citizens? I, I it goes think, the other way around, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We have a culture, we used to have a culture that said, you pay as you go, you save up, then you spend. And we now have a culture that says, just spend wildly, accumulate debt with only a vague notion of how it might be paid off someday. It's definitely the other way around. Yeah. If you are if you and your own family just kind of ignore your $30,000 credit card debt, the stats showed yesterday, and think, hey, I don't know, someday I'll worry about it, then of course you're not going to care about politicians doing the same thing. Right. How do you howl about that indignantly? Uh, Barry in Thailand, always nice to hear from him. Longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. If I ever make it to Phuket, I will look you up, Barry. Uh, my father was a quiet everyman. Go to, work, uh, go to work, don't spend foolishly. He gave me two pieces of wisdom I never forgot. Number one, do not get into debt. Number two, you'll find when you get much older, there are a few things that feel better than having a few extra dollars in your pocket. Oh, no kidding. The Depression generation was so spot on. Thanks, Barry. Simple wisdom and true. Uh, once again, uh, somebody decides. Well, we got a, a, an email or two from people who said, uh, Joe, it's not submariner, it's submariner. Listen, I understand that you've heard it pronounced that way. <laughs> I get that. I am. I would just suggest to you, those of you who are taking your time, you understand someday you'll be dead. You get a limited amount of time on Earth. <laughs> Those of you who've taken their, your time to, to email me on that topic, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Ask 100 people who serve in the submarine service of the United States Navy, then write your damn email. This is from Jason Elkgrove. Uh Well, anyway, we'll get to that later. But he, uh, he says, yeah, his brother's in the submarine uh, fleet. And yes, uh, you're right, Joe, he says. Of course he does, because he knows what he's talking about. Travis, with a great point. Sometimes I get so, I'm so disappointed in myself when I miss a fabulous point, but luckily Travis is here to step in for us. Guys, laughing at the Tiger Woods story, you get talking about it, had a thought. Here's your headline. Florida man sustains minor injuries after crashing SUV into tree while fleeing angry wife with golf club. Yeah. Tiger Woods is Florida man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And that is such a Florida man story. Oh, yeah. And he even wrote a pretty good headline there. <laughs> yeah, this the guy was his wife was attacking his car with a golf club and he drove into a tree. No, only in Florida. Yeah. Good Marshall's point, got his news coming up and the president unveils a an immigration plan that's gonna be big news today. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> Told Representative Nadler, who's the chair of the I Want to Bring Down Trump Committee, of which there are several, um, yesterday just casually referred to the Attorney General as a liar, which I thought, wow, we're in a different era. And, and, you know, Trump escalated that era. He didn't invent it, but he escalated it to where we just casually say this sort of stuff about people all the time now. Yeah. That that would have been an unbelievable thing 10 years ago. Oh, an astounding thing to say publicly. It'd be a firestorm over it. And you've made the point, the fact that now there's not just shows why people held back in the past. Yeah, you haven't even heard that story, have you? No, because it just everybody calls everybody a liar. Everybody says everybody ought to be locked up. Sure. <laughs> so just, just the way it is now. 
Um, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump's going to be unveiling his immigration reform plan today that would reportedly move the U.S. from a family-based immigration system to a merit system based on skills and employment opportunities. As Trump pointed out during the peace officer's memorial service yesterday, I don't think most countries are giving us their finest. Do you agree? And that's what's happening. And it's causing tremendous problems with crime. Also in the proposal, we've got new entry requirements that would include mandated health screenings and background checks. Immigrants would get points based on their age, English proficiency, if they have an offer of employment, and their education levels. The reform plan uh, reportedly also includes a call for continued construction of a border wall that would reportedly be financed at least in part by new fees on trade that would be collected at the border. Hey, let, let's back up for a second. So the um, the idea that, that Trump's going to roll out, uh, among other things, that we're going to we're going to switch from a mostly family system yeah. to a merit based system. Outrage! Controversial. We're going to flip it on its head. It's always been mostly family, a little bit of merit. Now it's going to be mostly merit, a little bit of family. How do most Americans feel about that? About 84% of Americans agree with that. So barely a third. That immigration should be based on a person's ability to contribute to America. Only 16% agree with the statement that it should be based on a person having relatives in the United States. It's not even close. And it's a majority of everybody. All the races, both parties, independents, everybody. Right. I mean, it shouldn't even be a problem to change our... Even if that was the only thing you did, change our immigration system to merit-based as opposed to family-based. But will it happen? Let's all sit back and watch. Doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. How could that be? It does nothing for the dreamers, I keep hearing. Even though everybody wants it to be that way. And of course they do. We want people come here who can contribute, aren't going to end up on welfare have skills that make the country better. Everybody agrees on that. I don't care if you're a liberal or a conservative or what. You know that's the best way to do it. As opposed to coming in because you're somebody's uncle? The hell do I care? Right. It's oh, very frustrating. It is, it is angering. And the fact that this is being pitched as, you know, in every news story, controversial and dividing, it's not. Look at the polling on these things. It's right. not controversial. Here's your headline in the WAPO. Trump prepares to unveil broad immigration plan, but shows no sign of tempering hardline rhetoric. That's a hard line wanting to do what 84% of Americans want to do. Crazy. You know, the other thing, too, is if you wanted to immigrate to Canada... I know, I know. I've got lots of friends who have tried to go to various countries. You have to prove you can make a living. Right. We don't do that in the United States. In fact, we seem to encourage the idea that you can't make a living. And if you're unhealthy, come on in and we'll pay for your health care. You sound like a racist to me. Photos of missiles on small boats in the Persian Gulf is apparently what got the Trump administration worried that Iran might fire the missiles at U.S. Navy ships. Oh, wow. So we finally know. The New York Times reporting the photos are what set off the debate over possible threats by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard. Missiles on a boat. Huh? And where they were going, I have a feeling, is significant. U.S. officials say the paramilitary forces loaded the missiles onto the boats, and then they picked up threats, possible threats against commercial shipping, and the possibility that Arab militias tied to Iran would attack American troops in Iraq. All right. There it is. God, Iran would have to be able to hide the fact that they were behind it, wouldn't they? It would be crazy to attack any U.S. anything directly from Iran. Yeah, I'm trying to remember at the time 
how how good the knowledge was. I'm thinking about the various IEDs, and there's a different term. There's a specific sort of bomb that killed and hurt many of our guys in Iraq um, that was Iranian-designed and built. Correct. And we know that now. The uh, Revolutionary Guard builds these things for the militias. Right. I, I don't recall how well we knew that at the time. I'm just to Jack's point that, I mean, it's these proxies are barely a proxy. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like if, if I paid my gardener to kill the gardener next door, I mean, he's my proxy, but it's not difficult to draw the line. I would be arrested and put in jail. So, yeah, the, the whole, like uh, Putin's little green men, it mystifies me. Everybody knows who they are and who sent them. But, uh, well, it's not an act of war by Russia directly. I, I just don't get the way the world works sometimes. As HBO's mega-hit Game of Thrones is coming to a close, a significant portion of the fan base apparently is not happy with how it's turning out. After Sunday's episode called The Bells, an online petition went up on Change.org requesting HBO remake the entire final season with competent writers. (laughs) I approve of this message. You know, there are days, few of them, but days I love the internet. As early as uh, as of early today, rather, the petition had nearly two hundred and fifty thousand signatures. Two hundred is, is it that disappointing 000. as a longtime fan? Oh yeah, it is a diff- It is a different show than the one that people initially huh. it became fans of. How interesting! The first five seasons. It's just a different show. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the last episode. Although this has kind of you know sullied my uh, my attitude. It's it's still the most amazing thing you'll ever see on a television screen. It, it is it is only failing to live up to its own impossibly high standards. Yeah, it, well, it, it is. Yeah, yeah that's it, the trouble I have in my own life. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's it's light years ahead of everything else. Still, one last note: the Bucks finished strong, taking Game One of the East Finals. They beat Toronto one hundred and eight to one hundred. Then Game Two. Going to be the Warriors Blazers tonight in Oakland. That's your news. Tell you what, NBA fans, Warriors Bucks would be a pretty interesting final. And we can't have a foreign team in there. The Toronto, and we can't have foreigners. Foreign invaders. No. I'm with the president. (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We got a squawky, we got to build a wall and make Manitoba pay for it. (laughs) Now, if the Warriors lost, which they won't, I doubt the NBA wants a Milwaukee-Portland battle for the nation. Mm, Even probably if, not. If you're a huge NBA fan, you could enjoy it, but I'm just most of the country, I'm not sure. Would yeah. Super yeah, get excited about yeah, it. They like yeah. big names, big stars. Well, they got the Greek freak over there. And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, he's worth the price of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know one of the top, what, three biggest stars? Is he as well known as he should be? No, not yet. He By will fans? be after this playoff run, okay. is my guess. All right. So um, we're going to talk to Mark Kikorian from the Immigration uh, what, what's the name Center of the for thing? Immigration Studies, and he's really good. And yeah. we got to talk about Trump's proposal. I'm 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 pretty excited about this just because it makes me so mad that these things are so popular and everybody's declaring them dead on arrival. We will break down the main points of the plan for you so you understand what it is and tell you how each of them polls. Among uh, um, uh, all Americans. With the the key thing being the merit-based immigration is just, y- y- there are few things as popular as that. There are few things that poll as well as that, yet it probably won't happen. How disappointing. Uh, among other things we need to get into. Well, you had another email? Oh, yeah, brilliant email from a listener. How to deal with the now 
20 to 30 candidates. It's difficult to count them. They keep moving. Uh, they're running for the uh, Democratic nomination. Now that de Blasio's in officially yeah. 24 candidates. If that is his real name. Mm. <laughs> mm. I didn't know mm. that was an issue. Huh? It's not. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a new poll, former Vice President Joe Biden has passed Senator Bernie Sanders and now leads the Democratic presidential field by eight points. Well, I'm guessing it's not the first time Bernie's been passed. (laughs) Stop your honking! I hear you! (laughs) Uh, That's an old guy joke, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So we have a 24th, 24th person in. I'm just going to read the 24 names really fast for you. See how many of them you even recognize. I'll start at the top of the polls. Oh, you know what? Hold on to that. Okay. Hold on to that. That's perfect. Because we have a 24th in Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, who's just joined today. I'm sorry. Do you mean Warren Wilhelm? Mm, his real name. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's, I, I, now I have to Google to see dots. if that's true or not. Connect Warren Wilhelm Jr. I prefer to pronounce it with the correct German pronunciation. Warren Wilhelm. Uh, at any rate, uh, okay. The candidates. You want to know about the candidates? Yeah. How, how do you handle 24 uh, actually officially in candidates? Now, they all don't make the debate stage here in a couple of weeks because you either have to have enough donors or poll high enough in enough states, and, and a number of them don't. But there's still going to be quite a few. An idea from the brilliant JT in Livermore, California. With 23-plus candidates, 500 days till the election, who cares who's in the lead this week? What would be interesting is a Deadpool. Handicapping who's most likely to depart first. Maybe a top the earth, three. Not the not the race. What? Depart the earth, not the race. Is that what you're saying? No, the race. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant die, actually Well, die. a political Deadpool. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm, lower Just, stakes. I was going to say, I'm going with Bernie. Oh, jeez. That's not tasteful. Well, in fact, I'm sorry. That's distasteful. <laughs> Probably the right pick, though. Uh, no, we're talking about who's gonna who's gonna depart. And the reason I had you hold back on the list sure. for now is uh, JT says just to get the talk radio ball a rolling. Let me let me prefer my current list of first to depart. And he's picked three. Oh, yeah, there's, there's and I a, like the idea of everybody picks three. There's a bunch of names on here that I didn't know they were running. So, so here are JT's picks. John Delaney. Okay. If you said John who? Consider that his strategy was to declare early in hopes of gaining name recognition. Failed! How did that work? (laughs) JT writes on, Tim Ryan. He challenged Pelosi for the speakership, failing spectacularly. At some point, you're just committing political suicide. Mm. And Michael Bennett. He was the chief of staff to Hickenlooper, the guy who watched porn with his mother. (laughs) When your principal accomplishment is serving as a subordinate to nobody knows who you are candidate, you should just quit. So his picks, Delaney, Ryan, and Bennett. It's pretty good. So I'll throw in the name de Blasio here at the top just because he just got in today. Then you've got Biden, Sanders, Harris, Warren, Buttigieg, O'Rourke. Okay, you know all those. Now you've got to be a little more into it to know the names. Castro, Gillibrand, Yang, Gabbard, 
Now we're getting farther down the list of you really got to be into it to know. I've been impressed by Tulsi Gabbard. We're not even halfway through the list. Gravel Bennett. I'm sorry. You accidentally said Gravel. (laughs) Did you step on gravel and you were explaining something? Mike Gravel. You're French? Mike Gravel is ahead of Michael Bennett uh, by a percentage point. Hmm. I didn't know either one of those people were running. Listen, I do this for a living. I, I seriously, I don't think I've heard Mike Gravel's name. Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Seth Moulton, John Hickenlooper. Seth Moulton's the guy from Late Night TV. Marianne Williamson, Eric Swalwell. Swalwell, Swalwell! I think if we do the pick, we have to let Joe take Swalwell <laughs> if we do the pool. It's just, it's only right. Yeah. T- Tim Ryan, which I only know because Joe just read that thing, but I, right. I didn't know that before then. Jay Inslee, which I was unaware of. <sighs> Wayne Messam. Okay. You, now you're Barely making them. Is this like a game where we pick out the fake ones? <laughs> is this Wayne one Messam of Sean's is, things where it's actually a racehorse? Wayne Messam is ahead of John Delaney. No, that's a John Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. That's what that one is. <laughs> John right. Delaney's chasing Wayne Messam, though. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a third of those names that I was I couldn't have come up with on your own, and I certainly couldn't put a face to them. Wow, yeah. Um, doesn't I mean, mean they, they shouldn't run or they, they're not good or anything like that. They but might be brilliant. Yeah, it's tough to break through when you got that many people running. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the strategy is on the stage. Um, I would think that everybody learned from 2016, you can't just lay back and let the guy in the center and just hope he's going to fail somehow. That's not a good strategy. That's what a lot of them did with Trump. You can't do that with Biden and just let him stay at the top. You you have to take shots at Biden, don't you? Yeah, I, I yeah. They're gonna wait though. Till when? Till it's over? Till you're completely out of money and you no longer can fly to the debate? I'd like to go to the debate, but I don't have enough money to get there. I I'm sorry, I'm late. I got caught in traffic. <laughs> had to drive from Iowa. Uh, right. I, well. Uh, I just think if they become the hatchet man attacking a fellow Democrat at this point, uh, they will be uh, seen as evil. Yeah, and they're going to do two stages of like a dozen people each or however many people qualify or something like that. So you'll get 90 seconds maybe through the whole night. I don't know how much time you get. It'll just be a couple of minutes. Complete waste you of time. you got to say something that's going to break through. Right. Or, or what's the point? Yeah, yeah. It would be a tough situation to be in. I don't know what I would do because you don't want to be seen as a joke or a bomb chucker or something like that. But at the same time, either need to make a joke or chuck a bomb, or you're not going to make the news the next day. Chuck a bomb joke. Nobody will still know that Marianne Williamson is running unless she makes a really funny joke or chucks a bomb some direction. Who's Marianne Williamson? She's a fine, fine Again, candidate. I don't. I, I do this for a living. I just. I, just, I seriously just, have no idea who now, she is. How many of them care whether or not they're known? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any idea how it works. If I were the Democratic Party or the Republican Party last time around, of course, the, you know, it's tough to get the networks to sign up for something that's not quick, easy, and and semi-entertaining. Thorough and useful is not what the networks want to do. I would think you could probably find some network to, to host it, though. Here's what I do. Uh, it's, uh, pick a number, three nights in a row, four nights, five nights in a row, where you have, God, 24 is so unwieldy. Yeah. Well, it won't be 24. That's right. You got to have a certain amount of support, but you have chosen in random order, or the classic sports league pick system: one through ten, then ten through one. You have night number one. They each get two minutes on domestic policy, one after the That's other. That's the way to do it. The next night, two minutes on foreign policy, one after the other. Then maybe with a one minute follow up, whatever. And then night three, you pick immigration, whatever. Yeah. And 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 having a multi night thing. 
people who care enough, people involved enough and knowledgeable enough to hang with that. Which is fine, because those are the people that are going to choose the candidate. Right. Those are the people that are going to turn out and vote. Their opinions will be reflected in polls then, and people who don't care enough, or you know, frankly, maybe they're too busy, they will think, wow, I hear that uh, Hickenlooper really killed. I'm, I'm leaning toward Hickenlooper. Okay, I've got in my hand the most important thing you're going to hear. But 90 seconds each on some randomly selected piece of crap that's dumb. I forgot to get to the most important thing you're going to hear. My goodness. Sean and I heard this yesterday from a friend out in the newsroom, and we both were uh, jaws open over well, please, this one. It's high time. A new Emerson poll has the top three candidates in the landline polling versus the non-landline polling. Ooh. This is the idea that most, almost all polling still uses landlines. Crazy. I don't even know anybody with a landline. What is this, the olden days? Including older people. I don't know anybody with a landline. So We clung ours like Leo DiCaprio in a shipwreck, but we gave it up a couple of years ago. Here's your landline polling that you've heard over and over again. <laughs> Biden at 43, Sanders at 16, Harris at 15. I think this is just uh, New Hampshire. It doesn't matter where. The point is the same. Landline, Biden 43, Sanders 16. Non-landline, Sanders 37, Biden 19. Mm. It flips on its head yeah. with a 20-point gap Wow! when you go to non-landline polling. Wow. So who knows what the race actually is? If, if there are that many polls out there that are still using landlines, and I don't know which ones still are. I know re- fairly recently, a lot more recently than should be true, they were using landlines. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you have to show me voting patterns among landline users versus uh, cell phone users yeah, in but- general. Otherwise, you've you've given me more useless information. If it's the the super if old, there's like a thirty five point gap. The super old might still have landlines turn out more, but God, even people in their fifties, as you point out, don't have landlines anymore. So, come on, yeah. Why would you Why would you conduct any poll on landlines and 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 then do anything with that information? Because we're a polling organization <laughs> and we have mouths to feed. If you do, you if, think this is easy? If you do anything with information you've gathered only from landline polling, Please. unless the poll is who's still got a landline, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, seriously. Unless your poll is on arthritis and and you know, have you prepared your will? So Biden's up forty three sixteen among landline people. Biden's in second place thirty seven to nineteen. To Sanders and non-landline. Notable. God, I'd say. No doubt. Maybe that's how you end up with Hillary supposedly beating uh, Trump 90 to 10 on Election Day. Why did Bill de Blasio change his name from Warren Wilhelm? We will explain. (laughs) On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.